the wand, a puff of smoke, and the magic man pulls one out of the hat. I still, still can't believe it happened. Welcome to the final Mirror's Magic podcast, where the magic happens. Jesus, it's got 23 weeks, obviously, forgot our tagline. I'm Selby, your host, with us a pretty, you reckon I'm rattled. This man's rattled. Xavier Ellis for two reasons. How are you, Zave? <laughs> uh, going well there, Sel. Uh, big big finish for me in the fantasy world. So top 30,000. Uh, oh, you got there yeah, in the end. cracked in. You uh, were still on I the back of Devon <laughs> Granger. Denver Den- Granger for us. Denver Granger for us. Still oh, fielded. He fielded the last your game. On field the last oh, no. game. Because what, Christian, Christian Salem. Salem pulled out. So uh, Denver, Denver, who's, I don't think he scored over 30 for the entire year. <laughs> he played the last game. <laughs> Um, the old anyway. Well, that's not why you're rattled. I, I forgot that you were chasing that big milestone. I thought it was first the bloke potted you on Twitter because you come out today and said that Zorko should be banned. and then. But we audited that, didn't we? Well, nothing's wrong with even what you said. I oh, know, I know, I know, I know, yeah, I know. But like, I didn't actually say it. I just no. said it's a dangerous precedent for two AFL clubs or two players to shake hands and say, we'll call it quits. Like, if I punch you in the head, I can't go, oh, mate, we'll we'll, Monday we'll just agree to forget about it. Like, that's not how it works. Yeah, which then had me looking at your phone at this bloke bagging you, and a message pops up, Alistair Clarkson. (laughs) I thought he deleted your number after he delisted you. No, 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 no. So what's the go there? Um, Actually, funnily enough, he just wrote, go beaver, Um, which is funny because (laughs) I haven't opened it yet, so hopefully there's nothing in there. Uh, Go beaver is all I can see. Now, I told a story on radio during the week um, about Clarko, all-rounder. Uh, and the best thing about Clarko is he is he doesn't replace anyone's dad, obviously, but you come in at 18, like, you still need a father figure and direction, and you see he sees you five or seven days of the week, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, uh, Grant Birchall told a story um, that uh, he was not down and out, but he was injured for a year and a half, and um, Clarko thought he was a bit lonely or needed some... Um, Needed a, uh, a pep up or a bit of support around home. So Clarko went and bought him a golden Labrador. <laughs> he went and bought him a dog. Drove to a game one day and dropped the dog off to Beaver's joint. He <laughs> just said, here's a dog. Beaver being <laughs> Grant virtual. virtual. Sorry, we called him Beaver. So Grant Virtual um, got this dog from Clarko <laughs> as a support dog. <laughs> anyway, Beaver's, he's now got a kid, a little kid and, and, and a partner and everything. He's flying old Birch. You see him as a runner for Brisbane Lions. <laughs> anyway, Birch at that stage couldn't wipe his own ass, let alone a dog. He, um, he, I think he did one night and he was like, nah, fuck this. Anyway, we, Hawks got pumped, absolutely pumped too. He just rang Clarko and said, you can have your fucking dog back. And dropped the dog back. Anyway, the only reason why I told the story was uh, when he was announced North Melbourne coach, Clarko, which is a great signing, um, he was um, papped, the, the old, um, the, what are they called? The pap- yeah, paparazzi. paparazzi. Um, and it was like Clarko and his dog Beaver start a, fan- start a morning you know, a morning run together. So Clarko must have orphaned the dog. And then named it Beaver after Birch, who gave it back. I couldn't stop laughing. Clarko and Beaver go for a run. Uh, yeah, anyway, stuff. so go Beaver. How good is that for Clarko? He's an absolute star. And his family at Jets. So, so you're happy with it all? Oh, mate. It's, like, it's, there's, there's we're a not a, Sorry, we'll get into fantasy in a minute too, but just while we're on it. There's a part that you are like so stoked because he's a star, obviously. But um, you... There's something unique about him being a one-club coach, like 350 games or whatever it was, four premierships, picked up Franklin at 17, 
got into Franklin, Roughhead, Lewis, like, and now he's sharing the magic or his abilities mm. with another, like the people you, you fought prelims against and that sort of stuff. So, um, it is his old club though, which is the, the bit of romance to it, but you're right. Oh, but he, he's a Hawthorne man. Like, he played at Melbourne, he played at North as well. Like, yeah, I get it. But he's a Hawthorne man. I mean, his history's at Hawthorne. But it is fantastic. And I look forward to seeing what he can do to a person you would be on, Taron Thomas. Well, the question, we'll, um, we'll, we'll go through. We had a couple of questions. When I say a couple, two questions that come through. One of them is on that Clarkson early look, what's his impact going to be? Firstly on the group, but even fans, he's like, he's not going to let an Aaron Hall get 35 touches yeah, no, down there in easy no, marks. I wouldn't have thought so. Yeah. I, mean, I think that'd be I think those days are, gone, are done. When uh, Z, remember Zebul last mm. last year, and then anyway, uh, but Luke, I th- Luke I th- McDonald before that, I think it was. Yeah, but a- I think Luke McDonald's tough. Like Luke McDonald, but he, he Luke McDonald can take uh, intercept possessions, um, which he's done this year. He's done it the right way, Luke McDonald. I think, but the others, yeah, chippy chip, chip, chip. I think that I did it on a podcast today. Uh, which you can now see on YouTube, actually. It's a ripper. Hardball gets. Hardball gets. Uh, and I spoke about Clarko and his payella. Uh, they're like, what will Clarko do? I said, we've got Taron Thomas in there and the payella in the background's cooking because he used to just get the piala, piala man, whatever it's called, to come around and cook a big one and he used to, just to help himself. Anyway, Taron Thomas would just be honest feedback, get fitter, toughen up. Not toughen up, but you know, get an aggressive um, edge to you. And let it just be support, like absolute love and support. And you can see, like with Cyril, for example, Cyril needed sharpening up early days, and then he got love and support. Like, and I think Taron Thomas is probably a really good example of that too, where he'll get told the truths, but then also here's a projection of where you can get to. He might have a Labrador on the on the front path. Yeah, yeah, mate. Before you know, Clarko's <laughs> running with Beaver and Taron <laughs> around the tear. <laughs> anyway, so then uh, yeah, Horn France is another one. He'll get some honest truths, but then also get loved and you know supported. So I don't know. I, I think it's a great fit, and I, I think it's I'd, I'd rather it over Essendon too. Yeah, nice, yeah. nice. Anyway, Super Coach, tell us what happened. Nerves. I hey, texted you to come for a beard in here back no, from no. you. It was bad because oh, you see, I'm very stressed with fancy. Yeah, couple one because it's one of those I've told you before. Weird thing where the better you are, the more painful it is because yeah. you actually got something to lose. And then he had a bit of reputation. I played Super Coach this year. It's almost a bit of a free hit. Different rules, different game. No one really cares about it. I've got another guy giving advice. If I no one really cares me. about one hundred seventy thousand like, people do but it. My my follow like. My yeah, you're, you're the nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit of a free hit. And so all C's, I've kind of used all my trades early, went against all the rules, did all these little, got the mid prices, which everyone said don't get them, and did all that. Whereas it was, this was the first week where I've actually been stressed. So sorry, just go back quickly before we do. So you went against what people were saying to do to set your Supercoach team up? Yeah, and we'll, I'll go through this. Probably in the Supercoach pod about the strategy. Well, the people are still interested. Like, if you've done fancy... Yeah, so I used, to, yeah. I used to fancy philosophies, which was... I've talked about before. Back in the day, the, what you used to do about fantasy was pick the best players from each position. Dane Swan, Gary Ablett, yeah. Matt Boyd down back, reward up forward. Yeah. Use the rest of your cash with a bit of rookies. That's all you can afford. And then do it that way. Whereas... Since these unlimited trades have come in, I've taken a haircut on those best players, pick the next best players, yeah. cheaper, underpriced. They hopefully Room for improvement. Yeah. Less rookies on the field do that way. So their theory is they've got limited trades, so they still use the old, oh, he's a 
This guy's a keeper, must have. Start the best top, you led with him, yep. Whereas I went, your Sicilies, your Hewitts, your Jordan, uh, your Brodies, your Patrick Cripps, Cripper, all yeah. these, which people said don't do. And then I used all my trades early, got called early, and Matt Rowell, all these sorts of things. <laughs> how, many, so, how many times did when you tweeted the score was... And, and I think your supporter base or your um, followers weren't potting you, but... The comments. How many trades you got left? Yeah. What are your trades? We well, got that's trade the other thing. And all I'm these like, super coaches used, used trades as a. They were boasting about how many they had. You don't get points for your trades. No, like, no, no you obviously you had a bit of luck by the end of the the. the uh, Sam Walsh went your way, and that was a big one yeah. going my way, which locked in the top ten. So I finished eighth overall, but yeah, it was wasn't without stress. But I dare say my stress would have been a lot less than old Maddie. And even James, who was catching him, two members of ours who yeah. finished one, two. So overall. less than one percent, two, like way less than one. Yeah, so we've still than, got a yeah. small membership base. I've tried to do the maths before because it fluctuates with the in and out, but we got less than one percent of the comp. Yeah. Which is while we started, we 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 could have been a free platform and had well, the traders get one point five yeah. million downloads a year. We've got a small. Less than one percent of the comp list, and so we hope that a lot of our content is pretty unique in that. Yeah. And we had a good chunk of the top 10, which is great. And it's also thanks good. for those, everyone, everyone, even if you came 30,000 like Zave, like to, to back us in. But also, and I did come 30,000 there, but I finished third in my draft. Yeah, and the injuries. Which, yeah, you should have won that Yeah, one I should have bloody won that. But you know what I mean? Like, it, it's still, I'm sitting there and I'm enjoying, 30,000 to see, but like I actually thoroughly enjoyed the ride of ins, outs, injuries, highs, lows. So then there was the ride of the, the winners who, Maddie, I think he had a, or 60-odd point leader, got to the last day where he had two players different, Bailey Smith and Jack Crisp. He needed to score 129, which seemed pretty easy, particularly that in 2018, all my James who drew in Sorry, 2018. Sorry, go again. What the he had Smith, Smith and Crisp score 129 to win it. Combined. So he was losing. Like come yeah, yeah, yeah. Combined, so 70 each. In your home, yeah. In your home. 2018, all... Uh, James, my James needed Robertson, Chewy Shockers needed 122 from Seb Ross. He got there. Like, yeah, you know, James, so he yeah. 129 <laughs> between yeah. two of them. Next is this Finn McGuinness, like, who, who we did put, when I put out Baz Smith, a little red mark next to him, thinking he's a potential tag target for Finn McGuinness, but I thought they were going to go Bailey Dale. Yeah, we, we went Bailey Dale, Smith, or Bond, Bond maybe. maybe. Yeah. Anyway, we went Baz. Baz at three-quarter time was on 34. So he needed 129 between... So then all of a sudden you go, gee, we need Crisper to drop a 95, yeah. which he hasn't done for nah. seven weeks. It doesn't look like doing it. Just ask me. He's <laughs> yeah. the reason why I haven't... I've done the maths. I would have won Supercoach if we went Sinclair over... We'll talk about that another day. <laughs> I don't hold grudges, as you know. Uh, so then the tag dropped at three-quarter time. Old Sammy yeah. Mitchell moved him to Libba. Baz had 35 points that quarter and got a 70 10 odd, touches. Yeah. End up with a, yeah, even a 60-odd. Whatever. And, and enough All to give oxygen. Was that yeah. Crisper needed 64, which he, to be fair, he just got over the line too. I think. Crisper, every time I looked up, he had the footy, but there was no like... Not the back Crisper, when I was chasing him to get over 30 and stuff on the goat, um, and he'd get the one-twos, and even like... Kick, get the handball, handball, kick back it again. again. Mate, you could have, he, could, he could have 12 touches in you know, yeah. 15 minutes in big, big, Big quarters. Whether it was, and the thing about his consistency, we'll talk about his consistency, is when he was playing halfback flank, he got the outside, yeah. kick over to him on the far wing, or inside, he'd win the first handball run pass, get the second one. Mm. As I've mentioned, last few weeks, he's been playing, because I've been watching closely, because I'm the only one in the top 20 in Supercoach without Sinclair, and yeah. my one is Crisp. 
and he just sort of sits on the outside of the stoppage, doesn't win on the inside, doesn't get used on the outside, but, just sort of floats. But what we see, and this is this is how you, how you and I used to argue oh. at times. No, but how you and I used to argue about the fantasy scores via the irrelevance of a fantasy mm. score. And maybe it was in the All-Australian squad. Well, I'd love to make a case for it because I've watched him so closely that he must be protecting the exit zone. Yeah, but it might, be a, it might be a Chris Maston role where they go, right, oh, 50, well, it's either him and Dacos because Dacos is a star. Yeah, Dacos star, but Dacos starts the week. He's starting on Patrick Cripps at some of these stoppages. Yeah. And Patrick Cripps just bursts through, gets the clearance. I'm just like, trying, to be, devil, doing, I'm trying to be devil's advocate because... Well, you're trying to you pick a deal. Who picked... Crisp in the All Australian squad. No, I can't work that out. Obviously, yeah, they've been watching him the last ten weeks. Just quickly, while you mentioned it, which which one or two caught your eyes? All Australian squad. Uh McRae. I think yeah, he's been pretty poor. I agree. And I own him super coach. So fantasy has been output down. But, but but what we watch closely, and yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. And Josh Kelly. Yeah. Everyone knows I was keen yeah. on him at the start. He scored okay, but he's not. Winning games, like nah. Josh Kelly. No, not, not the classy Josh Kelly. And then the Christmas, a big one. Those who missed, like I, I as you, I'll too fixate on players, but in terms of role players, who I try to appreciate. I thought Starsevich has been one of the best. Yeah. Him and Maynard, the best back pockets. So. We love, we love what a Bruzzy. Bruzzy, yeah. Oh, jeez, I love Bruzzy. Love yeah, Bruzzy he's easy to cover the midfield yeah. too at times, isn't he? He's well, we got him pre season. Now, I just love him in the back. And also, Doherty, we thought was a bit stiff. Doherty was the stiff one. Doherty, gee, he's, he is. Who knows what he's going to be next year. We'll talk about next year in a bit. We'll just do a few learnings. Won't talk too much fancy. I dare say a lot of people have checked out fancy fatigue, whatever it is. Hopefully not too much fatigue because we've got a few comps up this sleep. I don't blame you if you are. No, it's a good, re- no, it's a good restart. Can be. The finals fantasy is a good restart. For well, we'll talk like about me. finals yeah. fantasy for those who are fatigued because it's aimed for those... It's aimed to not get fatigued. It's no, so for, quick for, and easy. It's the old 30,000 plus over here gets to reload the gun <laughs> at zero. Four yeah. weeks, four times. So we'll talk about that in a minute, but... Yeah, it's a. Uh, I don't know where we were going at before then. Doherty. Like, he might be a midfield. Like, he yeah. might be a midfield. The way he tackles. With, I know they've had two must win games. Maybe that's his intent. But he's not going to do a Jaden Short or a Jack Chris. But you put Kennedy and Hewitt back in there. Yeah. I just think he's, he's got tougher that, than I thought. Doherty. No, yeah, he's got that. And, uh, yeah. and again, not, not did, a so. fantasy conversation to have on a fantasy podcast. But there's a lot of. And uh, Grant Thomas, who I'm not. Um, indifferent. I just don't care too much for it towards his tweets, and, and not in a negative way. I just, I just see him occasionally pop up. He was like, "Why does Sinclair go and get the kick-ins?" For example, same as Doherty. Why are they the ones getting the kick-in? Which is a free stat. I get it. And you take off six or seven touches from their season, and it just looks average or above average. But you want them to be the ones getting the kick. Next ball. Like Sam Doherty's got a beautiful kick. Mm. Sinclair's got a beautiful kick. Sisley's got a beautiful kick. It's it's funny how it's like Doherty in the midfield, I get it, but you don't want him doing those contested slap it on your boot and yeah, see what and happens. Yeah, that's what shorts have. But they're persisting with it and obviously Dimmer knows a lot more than us or me at least. No, no, he's got, shorts, he's got me well short covered. Short has lost that penetration yeah. of the kick because all his kicks yeah. now and watch him in the fight. He just gets yeah. it, which is Richmond game style. They don't try to which he probably loves. Get it, he knock loves. it on, kick it yeah. high, but they lose the... So who knows? I just think Doherty's at least got, the, for fantasy-wise, the tackling game, which you haven't got with a yeah. uh, short... And, what, a, and, a, and a story incredible. Speaking of Sicily, though, you mentioned him before. Yeah. How's his, do you see his numbers? Half, $100 half 116 time, yeah. or something. I think they tagged him with Waitman second half. But was it a little one. bit... It was a little bit of an ineffective chip... Sideways, backwards. It chip, was a lot of chip, that, but yeah. then it's also you know those days when it just 
Oh, and don't get me wrong, you and I would kill you. Again, chippity chip chip every now and then. It hasn't probably happened to you a lot more than me, but the old once a blue moon sometimes when you, the ball just keeps going your way, and sometimes yeah. you're like, oh, I'm too puffed, I'm not even going to try to chase this. And then somehow lands in your lap. Lands in your yeah, lap. It's, a, it's like Luke Shuey, he speaks about the 2018 grand final. He was absolutely way. rooted, and they tried to kick the barrel down the middle with a minute to go, and it was a mongrel punt and just hit Shuey on the chest, and he was like, it's just, it's just yeah. my day. Like, it, well, that nine times out of ten, it goes ten metres over your head and your opponent gets it. So he was getting a whole lot of intercepts. Supercoach gets a lot more points of these. Yeah. Intercepts things. So congrats to you, Maddie. Well earned. Like, 15 weeks. It's, I think in 2017, I hit the lead with about six weeks to go. 2018, I hit the lead with one round to go. And that was a painful last yeah. round. This last round was the first week I was in the top ten for Supercoach. That was painful. So 15 in top. 15 weeks on top. He's done it the hard way. Wait, wait, remember our mate, um, Oliver's, Ethan last year. Oliver's yeah, Winery. Yeah, Oliver's Winery. He was up top. He was there forever league. and then hit the skis. And that's yeah. it's essentially, we all talk about this year, and there's reasons why people had good years in last year. I think we had a lot less carnage this year, and that just shows that Maddie was able to start at the top the whole time, that yeah. I had no trades or one trade after round 14 in Supercoach. Kept rising <laughs> rank because we didn't see the carnage we saw the back end of last year. So in that sense, it was good. There was a lot of learnings. We can talk about that. But quickly, yeah, thanks. Well, well done, everyone who finished top 10, top 100, got the caps, big yeah. achievement, top 1,000, 10,000, 20,000, 29,900, meaning that you... And, I mean, congratulations to my little brother. I'm driving a ballon on grand final morning to make a cashy to try and pay for that bottle of Grange. How much is the bottle of Grange? A Grundy. <laughs> you said a Grundy. <laughs> Oh, mate. Oh, mate. <laughs> and you still sideway traded through the buys. <laughs> so quick. No, nah, no, nah, that buy, that, oh, I'm going to circle back to that buy theory I had. All right. I reckon if you did, you would be fielding Devon come the last. Is it Devon? Denver. 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 He might be good. I've watched Darcy a bit of Parish. Him. Yeah. The world's greatest line through. Yeah. Anyway. Right, so we'll have a quick wrap up of the season in terms of learnings. But as I mentioned before, lots of people probably. Checked out a bit, and as you know, we provide a heap of content in the preseason. Most of it will be covered then. But big takeaway is that the strategy did stack up being take the haircut on the big dogs, look for people who can outperform their price. There's different ways they can outperform the price. Either coming back from injury, getting the 30% discount missing the season, new club, new role change, injured the year before, Bounce back. So, like, the best starting squad players were Sicily, who came off this ACL. Gets an automatic 30% discount from his 2020 season. That 2020 mm. season, he played a bit forward at times when Clarkson was moving around. He was declared to be pure backman. Hasn't played with the new kicking rules, although yeah. he tweeted saying that they shouldn't be counted as stats when he wasn't playing. He was happy to I know, he him. wandered down. So he was always going to outperform quite easily that. George Hewitt never came from a halfback flank Swans a year before, never played a go-to inside mid, which was pretty apparent. That's what they were going to use him for in the yeah. preseason. He was always a tagger when he was playing there. Oh, can you see that being a one-hit wonder for him? No, he was second in best first in Sydney. But can you see next year Carlton going, you know what, we are very offensive. All our weapons are offensive that he does – Become a tagger? Yeah, the tagger's the in vogue is, at the how moment. How have they gone since he's gone down with the back? No, hopeless. But something needs to change. Yeah. They've got six players in the Australian squad or whatever it is. Yeah, he might have to do what they did when they smashed Freo. And he's like a, a Callum Mills. Callum yeah, Mills is Callum Mills. Sort of, yeah. defensive, but which I think yeah. he will. 
Lockie Neal coming off that injury year where he had those bad groins and bad calf and kept getting injured the year before to then bounce back. Will Brody, new club, first crack at a full season. I think what the most games he's played before, I think he played 15 games, something ridiculous for his numbers before he came across. And then Paddy Chris, the bounce back. So, again, they're the ones who win new competitions with your starting squad, those who are going to... Uh, bounce back and, and improve on their score. Not all go well, though, and that's a thing. Like, you might have gone the wrong, missed those guys and gone same yeah. strategy, and that's just where you can't just throw the strategy in the bin. Just got to keep going because more often not it's going to win. Like, you could have started with a Matt Rowe, which a lot did, who probably flopped We dropped up. 130 round, round one or something. The yeah, then something crazy. Change. Caldwell was talked about quite <sighs> cheap, didn't quite go on with it. Lipinski had the big round one, didn't quite go on with it. So yeah. It doesn't always work out, but more often than not, you look at the winner's side at the end of the year and they stack up on those discounted premiums who can perform in line with the big ones. And they don't start with the top price players because you'd always get them later in the year. Like at the start of the year with a couple of million-dollar players, Jack Steele, Tuke Miller, Jared Lyons, not far off that. They're the ones who drop the most cash. So that's the same thing. Happen again. A few interesting things, like a few regular studs who I was bullish enough on yeah. were down. Josh Kelly was one of them we mentioned him before. Jack McRae mentioned before. And then Tommy Mitchell, the big one, new coach. Ooh. Who I didn't expect him to drop an average less than 100 and uninterrupted injury. A full season, yeah. Season. And I think that just might be the new coaching tactic. Like, look at the best teams in the comp at the moment. They don't have those players. Not one of them has nah. Geelong? Nah. Would you be surprised at the end of a game the leading disposal getter was 23-24? Nah. Richmond? Nah. I mean, down Presti is their probably ball winner, but I mean... He's never been the meatballs, a 100 average yeah. player. Uh, who else is going well? Who? Well, Collingwood. Collingwood. Yeah, there you go. Jack Chris with the All-Australian Crisper. He's has 18 touches the last seven <laughs> weeks. So that's the, that's the concern. That's the thing to watch next year. A lot of them have come from that Richmond game style. We saw that happen with... It's been Richmond for years, the low scoring, and we've never been anyone relevant from Richmond except for Jaden Short and Hawley at times, a halfback. Yeah. Midfielder-wise, no one gets the big touches. Old McRae flies come from Collingwood, done the same from uh, Richmond, done the same thing with Collingwood. No one's getting the, They always say, even Scott Selwood, we caught yeah. out for that day, oh, no, we don't, we're not big numbers anymore. We're just no, no, forward. just get it going. The interesting thing will be when old uh, Kingsley, who's come from Richmond, goes to... That's what Giants GWS. need more than anything. Yeah, don't care about the numbers. Yeah. So he's, he's a great appointment. No question about that. But when we're looking at our teams... Have we, have we heard a quieter coach's appointment in since we can remember? Kingsley. It was just like announced like nothing happened, like a couple of tweets. Well, Tom Brown was big on it three days ago when he said that they were doing their due diligence on Kingsley. <laughs> but... <laughs> That's what he... <laughs> but they're covered hard. But McVeigh, they're really... They're still doing it. <laughs> that was a funny tweet. Uh, in terms of like the more expensive winners, and obviously Steel, Took, and Lions, not Lions because I think he's certainly passed, but Steel and Took were part of winning sides and the top 100 back half here because you can get them cheaper. But if you can, you still need to start captain options. And the, the best player and the most points for the season was Andy Brayshaw, who went from that 103 to a 115 plus with that classic breakout hitting his fourth season. So, again, looking for players like that. Is it going to be a Jai Simpkin? We know we've spoken about him before, but. You can't always look for people with a discount on the back of an injury or back of a new role change or a new club. It's that natural progression. We've seen it with Clayton Oliver do it over the years as well. Who's going to hit that sweet spot and take that jump from a 105 player to a 115? So 
that will be a big look in the preseason. The other one of the best picks of the year, no one I doubt would have started with him because he's a 28-year-old, which surprises us all. Jack Sinclair, with that breakout yeah. came from nowhere. Came from nowhere, Kane, and won't be stopped next year. Those kick-ins, if you... The tag is, generally goes to the midfield. I mean, he got tagged uh, a couple of times. Yeah. But even a couple of times when he was running hot, Brad Hill still landed it. Mm. And you're like, what are they doing? So uh, that I reckon look for those halfbacks next year. They can really feast. Yeah, especially if these mid... Well, they did this year. Jordan Dawson, obviously, Doherty, they were the big ones. And it's funny, you back in the day, you wanted your defenders playing midfield. Almost this year, those best... You want them back, back. Back yeah. in that easy touch because yeah. they're new age... And it's yeah, whether it's like Gray, Mitchell, like the, I don't understand rule what it is. No, nah, I think it's the midfield. Touches. The midfield is the Richmond mould ish, mm. where it's just get it going, but you don't want to turn it over in your back half. So it is like build up, build up, then let's just go and then press yeah. the trigger. Uh, in terms of during the season and the real game winners was a Darcy Cameron mid season. Yeah. Obviously, the opportunity was there. It was obviously there leading ruck, but he hasn't done it for. T- Age, we didn't know how long Grundy was going to be out for, but he just kept on performing. So knowing when to pull the trigger on those mid-season guys, if it's, is it too late to jump on? It showed in his case for a long time it wasn't too late. Mind you, the team who came second, James, he never owned Cameron all season, which I can kind of understand because each time he kept ch- chucking out this 97, it's like, well, yeah. how long is he going to keep doing 97? And, and, it's, not, and it's not 120. You're no. like, 97, he's, that's, his, that's his maximum. Connor Rosie, that breakout when he started getting that midfield rotation, he was one of the picks of the season. Port Adelaide round him. one. Who's who's in their centre bounce? Rosie. It's dead. Butters yeah, and Wines. It. Yeah, that's done. And then Rowan Marshall, who, albeit, has ruined a few grand finals for coaches when they decide to play a dual ruck setup after Marshall's been one of the form players in the comp for the back half of yeah. the year yeah. against a pretty weak ruck opponent in Swans. Getting on him at the right time when Ryder went down. So, again, during the season, when that opportunity arises, Rosie, it wasn't apparent. It was more just the bad press around him not getting a kick for the first yeah. five weeks that they thought, shit, we need well, to do something. Well, they were Norton five. That was the opportunity. Yeah. So, yeah, reading the play that way and not buying low during the season, the big one then, in terms of the big dogs, like your Took Millers, Steele, Zach Merritt, they all came in cheap. And if you got them at the right time, again, same as Eld's philosophies, they always work. The one who never came cheap all season was Rory Laird. I've been trying yeah, to think, when in the year, in. when I always yeah. say, you want to buy low, get the value, get the value. When I would have, if I were to be playing, pulled the trigger on a Rory Laird. Because if you didn't jump on him early when he just... Because the thing nah. is, he missed the first couple of weeks with that, that I had, I had him early. And I got rid of him. Well, super coach, <laughs> part of that buy route strategy. Yeah. Super coach, I got him on, on him early. And I don't know of what I would have done because the answer was nothing was too expensive for him because he never you got cheaper. Just keep going up, yeah. Chucking out those ones. And I think the one thing, he always got, yeah, did he always get over 30 touches? What was his record? It was something ridiculous. Mm. Well, but, but even when he got tagged, it was like, right, I'm going to have 10 tackles. Yeah. You know how like some of the best players get tagged? Zach Merritt. I figured Josh Kelly, yeah, Jack Merritt. You're like, well, that's going to be a 60 to 70. But Laird just goes, right, I'll, I'll just get the points tackling. Yeah. Simple as that. And yeah. he, mate, he was uh, – because I went again, brought back the memories, captained him for super coach on uh, Saturday night. That was a that, – that worked. Hard tag with Ollie – with um, – Drew. Drew. And he didn't just get the tackle number. I think he got six yeah. and a quarter time. But he won his – he always possessed with intercepts and – yeah, no, no, he, gets, did enough, so yeah. he got a 130-odd nah, for... Like, he's clean. He's good. Hopefully, 
gets the reward from all our fantasy community. Was he a back pocket all Australian? I reckon he has been. Yeah. Yeah, if not one, even two. Yeah. Uh, other story of the year, which again, I didn't know how to play it, but I don't think there was a way to play it, was the ruck department, Gorn, Grundy, well, What was down, the answer in the end? So Even the answer English was died. probably English and a wits. English died. But English died, and you would have probably held him for that first time. Yeah. He was sick he was sick for three. They did a hamstring off the sickness, and that would have really butchered you. And so. then he went, yeah, then he had a couple of shockers. Yeah, I don't know. And he took a while to come on. So next year, we're going to get really interesting with that Gorn's discounted. a man. Gorn's a man, but where's Grundyland? Where does Could it be a Gorn Grundy one too at Melbourne? I don't and they just dominate. I can't see them both dominate. I could see Grund, uh, Gorn dominate. I think Grundy needs Gorn to can't play, play 40. 80. He can't kick. Well, Grundy can't play 40. He can't get the ball. Yeah. And I love Max Gorn. He's one of my top five favourite. Comes out on the lead, takes his big pluck, goes back for a set shot yeah, and goes sideways. But then the next time you kick it 60 straight, mm. he, he's just got no idea. All right, let's go next year. Uh, pick a player for each position. And I know forecasting well in advance. Uh, as we see, we spoke about Roy Laird. Uh, he can go from back to mid. So just whatever we saw this year. So don't worry about trying to forecast anything. Pick a player from each position that we're putting straight on the paper. Yeah, let's start defence. And what they say insanity is when you do yeah, the same thing, expect over and over results. expecting a different result, yeah. I'm thinking Whitfield, one of these years he's going to have to have that career year, doesn't he or not? He'll be cheap as chips, hopefully resting the body. Like I was hot at him this, this year and he comes did, in much cheaper did, did than he, this year. Was it this ankles. year he hurt? No, in the pre-season he hurt the ribs or the lung or kidney or... That might have been last year. Okay. So he's the one, the one who I've, I've always said it and we've started seeing it the last few weeks could get the move to the, the midfield... And score would be a Braden Maynard, but I think he's just too. Let's start with Brazzy. Yeah, back, no, he's he? down back, mate. Midfield. Could, could he be a future captain there? He wants to be captain. I think he came out and said he wants to be captain. Yeah. He asked Alex Pasolo his thoughts, and he reckons, mate, he can't be captain of a footy player. <laughs> Brazzy, we know enough. <laughs> you know, you'd follow. You'd follow. Oh, him mate, you, 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 you're walking out behind him with a hard hat on for sure. Uh, midfield, it's looking for in terms of. There's a lot of cheap players who have come to discount injured, but the one who were looking to make that Brayshaw leap could be a Jai Simkin, yeah. who has done one tens for stretch in the past, back half of last year, and then got tagged a few games because he was the only good player. I reckon LDU is their tag player now. And now it's LDU. He's never yeah. going to get the tag. Back half this year's average one. Clarko, last Clarko of Magic. Bit of Clarko Magic. I think he's going to be... Good there, but again, he's going to be unique, I dare say, so he's going to be interesting. The ruck department we just mentioned, that's going to... Ha- if Grundy lands with Gorn, then it's a no-go. If he lands, say, GWS... Why would they do that, Melbourne? I don't know, but everyone says they're the front runner. I saw Hawthorne today. That made a bit more sense to me. I'd be great at Hawthorne, wouldn't he? Yeah. Sammy Mitchell. And then forward line, we've mentioned before Connor Rosie. I'm just not sure he would even get forward status because he's been... Pretty much a midfield the last 15. But oh, you got anything with Ford that you'd certain with, like a Moore or someone? Anyone cheap one, Taron Thomas. Tar- yeah, okay, I'll take that. What about you and I buying the Clarkson bread? Simpkin into Taron. wait for my Labrador. Me and Taron Thomas and Beaver. But obviously, in terms of the way this is going to run, as it goes through the finals, we're still going to do podcasts for the throughout the finals oh, for are. four weeks. I haven't told you that yet. <laughs> it's part of the magic up. Uh, like So the way the finals fantasy works, and same as a women's fantasy, it's free. You can't charge 
otherwise it's deemed gambling. Gambling, yeah. Free entry, but just to cover costs, well, I doubt it's going to even cover the cost, but put it in towards prize money, keep it going. There's an option to pay the extra nine ninety five for the season, so for the AFLW ends up being for the 10 weeks, a dollar a week, and for the footy season, for the finals, it's the four weeks, and you get access to advanced extra stats. Basically what this is, but with a podcast, I'm also going to make the podcast available for, if you don't want to play finals footy fantasy, for members who've been, you've got to need to reward these members who've been members all year for the Marais Magic, so that will get sent to you for this one. But if you want to support it and help us, then you can jump on that and continue and get the extra stuff on the Magic up through that. So virtually, I'm going to summarise it, and I summarised it the other day. You're out of pocket money by doing this stuff. If you want to Magic up, it helps at least for the website and all that sort of business and yeah. prizes and all but that they, sort of they, stuff. These members allow yeah. us to build that. And if there's any left over, guess who usually gets the lick? The prize winners. Starlight. Oh, yeah, Starlight or the prize winners, yeah. But uh, apart from that, we started our podcasts, I think we did it just a couple before Christmas last year, so obviously we're going to talk about previews, when the prices come out, season guide, that's happening When do they usually come out, out of interest? Do you remember? Well, we can, as soon as we know the salary cap, because I reckon that might change, then we'll know the actual dollar prices, but... Is it before Christmas we're putting... We're back here. Do you remember remember work did that video on me? When I had the camera behind my back, I didn't yeah. know. When they're like, what yeah. I do during work. The game opens. Well, I think it opens <laughs> earlier and earlier and earlier, which is, uh, puts more pressure on me writing these comments for the season guy. But get around that when it's live. But obviously you'll, you'll hear us from us before then, hopefully with the finals footy fantasy, which you mentioned it before. Like in terms of footy fatigue, I, I, I don't, no pressure for anyone to play. Like it's a free comp, but I, I fully well understand if you don't want to play. But the way it is, it's unlimited trades. No salary cap, four separate weeks. Yeah. Big pr- majority of the prize for the weekly prizes, first, second, third for each weekly prize. So it's almost that one where if you. Is everyone eligible? You magic up and then you're eligible. No, everyone's eligible. Everyone's eligible. So get around that. AFLW Fancy 2, AFLWFancy.com.au, which kicks off on Thursday. Bit of fun there too. And apart from that, oh, we did have a question. Someone sent through a question uh, about super coach versus fantasy and if I had a preference for either. Careful. It's, well, I'm a, I'm a fancy man. I've mentioned all back half the year when I kept knowing that Short and Chris yeah. were underperforming and I just wanted to jump off them while they were so highly owned at the top. But yeah. I couldn't because I didn't have any trades left. Whereas I quite like the fact – and I was in – Reach of those above me, but the team was so similar. I would have loved those extra trades of fantasy to play that cat and mouse, yeah. make the move. So I like that. I like the prices move from day one. So I started with Hewitt, Sisley, Crisp, Neil, Brody, and everyone in Supercoach could jump on them in round three at the same price. Whereas yeah. in fantasy, you get rewarded. They Bump straight away. Again. So there's a whole lot about fantasy I like better. What I end up showing, I didn't know I liked better about these no trades. It was quite nice knowing that I had no trades. I had nothing to do each weekend. I didn't have to worry about stressing yeah. that. Or you like the, the lock. You like the, the lockoutish, don't you? Yeah. You, you, not the not the. Is it floating lockout? Rolling lockout. Yeah, rolling yeah. lockout. Yeah. Which will be fixed lockout on the uh, the finals footy. Uh, finally, yeah, positions on finals footy too. They've been adjusted. So like Trelaw would would have been defender status, but he played midfield last week. So he's been bumped into midfield. To the midfield. Uh, you're not going to get Bontempelli as a forward. No, nah, in midfield. So it's going to be pretty. You might have to take a few little. Punts on some a Jeremy Cameron yeah, or Harry a, Mackay yeah, or some yeah. kicker bag. So Harry Mackay, is that his name? Yeah, who's he playing for? Oh, he's out. Yeah, you're <laughs> <right>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's mate. The Carlton supporters have had enough punishment yeah, that have got that on the way too. through. 
Uh, so overall, like in the platform, mind you, my platform, I doubt it's going to have live rankings, live scores. We, we wanted to get up, probably not this year for next year for finals and for women, but the Supercoach platform, I didn't know where I was ranked until the end of the round, which again was probably good for my battery because I didn't have to keep resetting, especially last week where I'm sitting each possession. You only found out at lockout, so the whole thing was pretty clunky. So I'm uh, deep down, I'm a fantasy man, but there was areas to the Supercoach I liked and uh, it helps when you've... You're doing all right, that you. Yeah, you like what's winning. You like what's working. Yeah, like your coach. But anyway, that's it from us, Dave. Obviously, big thanks for you again coming around year two. Bit of improvement, a lot of improvement. Not improvement. No improvement. You got backwards. I'm backwards, so what's mate. What's that say? Remember, about I was like fourth or something last year at one. Yeah, Remember that? Seventh or eighth. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thanks for jumping on, mate. We love your insights. Uh, you watch the footy as well as anyone. I always say. It. Wish you just followed. Some philosophies to go nah, with that. I don't, no, never but, will. Never will. <laughs> but I uh, appreciate you on board again. Hopefully next year we'll see you again. Off the bat, without script, just because the Mad Monday. I did promise a few Mad Monday stories. You got something for us? Mad Monday story with the boys? Mad Andy, Monday. Oh, yeah, I'll give you one. My first ever Mad Monday. Uh, yeah, righto. Um, first Mad Monday. So I was drafted year 11, year 12. I was playing football but wasn't playing football. I had a year at school. Uh, anyway, Luke Hodge, who I had nothing really to do with my Ad first year. year. No, nah, out. Um, drafted Cyril the next year, pick seven or something. Or something. So, like, seven nah, yeah, whatever it was. So, not great. Anyway, um, I still remember got a text from uh, Hodgie, who lived in Glen Iris. Yeah, he was just doing the right thing, saying, hey, mate, if you're a loose end, come over. Now, if Luke Hodge texts you and you're a year 12 student. <laughs> a boarding house, too. In a boarding house. What are you doing? You're probably going. You're fighting a way to get there, aren't you? So out the window, over pillow, the roof. Pillow in the... Uh, yeah, the old basketball on the head. You tell Hawkins, hey, Hawk, mate, I'm out. Because he roomed with you. Ah, uh, next... Yeah, year 11, 12, we're alone, but yeah. It was the first time he stuck out of those windows. No, no, mate, they used to, this is dead serious. The windows used to be on too. And if you do know Melbourne and Domain Road, where the um, tan is there, our windows used to open two and a half metres, like massive windows. Used to, I didn't even have to bend the back to sneak out, mate. <laughs> then I left and when Hawk jokingly said something in an interview that we used to sneak out all the time, they bolted them. You know, like hotels where they only give you a couple of inches so people don't jump out or so whatever. That's what the kids of this day and age have. Bolted them in because of Hawkins <laughs> and I. Anyway, we went out, went to uh, a Hodgie's joint and I, was just, uh, and I wasn't a big drinker because I was 17 or 18. Anyway, I'm diving in and uh, went to a, a, a bar, um, an establishment, and I was with Hodgie, yeah, all the boys, all the boys. For, I still remember for Vola being played there. At this point. No, I hadn't played. I dropped. I've been twelve months on the list. Broke my ankle. How many people knew your name on the list? Yeah, they knew you. Obviously. No, all of them knew me. Yeah, I'd, I'd been with training, training with them and stuff like that. And then, anyway, um, I might have uh, had a snooze at the scene of the crime, and uh, a permanent marker was taken. But like, I had like, dicks drawn on me and stuff. <laughs> anyway. I got home, I snuck home. I had school chapel on Friday on whatever morning it was. Anyway, I've got out, put the shirt, shirt and jacket on and I was as crook as a dog, like spewing crook. No good at all. Uncontrollable. Straight to chapel, not being good. Had, <laughs> had a dick on my cheek. <laughs> the good Lord didn't look at me too fondly that day. Anyway, I had Hawk in there. Man. I, was, I was like um, Kim Jong-un through North Korea. I had bodyguards. So teachers wouldn't see me as I crawl. Or covering your cheeks. Oh, covering my face, my arms, <laughs> everything, all of my body. I got in and um, sure enough, yeah, we entered, got through the church. Couldn't eat anything. I was sick in the toilets, all this stuff. 
and then went up to the um, the nurse the nurses um, station and said, "Oh, I think I've come down with something and spewed." They're like, "Jesus, you something wrong with this young lad?" They tucked me in for the day, <laughs> brought me warm soup. I was just as hung as a dog. Yeah, that was my first ever Mad uh, Monday. Nice, mate. I like it. Alrighty, well, uh, thanks again. Thanks everyone for support. You'll get our updates via email or on Twitter and. Keep in touch over the summer. Have a good one. We, uh, we'll chat to you all soon. Cheers.